We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So everybody, we know you're out there driving around for this beautiful holiday vacation. If you guys are on the road, go check out our podcast. Get your popcorn ready with me and Terrell Owens. It's regarding sports and entertainment. You're going to have a good time, laugh, cry, maybe, enjoy us, whatever you want to do. But go check out the podcast on the Himalaya app or get your podcast. No doubt. And Merry New Year to everybody. As you guys are traveling, definitely you guys that are taking road trips, take a listen at our podcast. It's called Get Your Popcorn Ready with T.O. and Hatch. And yeah, he's saying laughing. He said crying. I'm sure if you look at his face, you're definitely going to be crying. So let's get it. Have that road trip. You know, drink a cup of coffee. Listen to Get Your Popcorn Ready podcast. Yee! Welcome to Get Your Popcorn Ready Podcast. It's your host, Hatch, and my boy. Yeah, here I am, T.O., looking festive right into the new year. Or some of you all might think that's George Clinton on the screen right now with that sweater he got on. But hey, he's celebrating Christmas still in the the new year. We can't complain. It's a joyous time of the year. I'm not mad at you, T. That's all good, buddy. Hey, I look good. I'm festive. You know what I mean? 2020 was a disaster. Hey, I'm looking to bigger and better and brighter things in 2021. So I'm I'm going to keep it going, bro. There it is. You should be looking for bigger and brighter things because it's it's on the horizon, young fella. Today we have bigger and brighter things because we got my man Eddie George is in the building today on Get Your Popcorn Ready podcast. No doubt. Definitely looking forward to talking to Eddie George, a nine-year guy that played in the National Football League with 1995 Heisman Trophy winner. Mm -hmm. Um, You know what I think about when I think about the Heisman? Trophy. I think about the commercials, the Heisman Trophy. Uh, the, yeah, the commercials the Heisman all, House. Yeah, yeah. So that's <laughs> always cool. And then, especially some of these new, these new guys that have won the Heisman. I get within the last five, ten years, like Kyler Murray and Derrick Henry. You seeing all these guys, Charles Woodson. Yeah. It's man, it's funny. Uh, Bo Jackson. It's always good. I love those commercials. Yeah, he uh, again, he's always up in the Heisman House because he did win the Heisman Trophy in 1995 with playing with the Ohio State University Buckeyes in the NFL. He was four time pro bowler, one time first team all pro, one time second team all pro. And in 1996, your draft class year, T, uh, he also Mm -hmm. won NFL Offensive Rookie of the Year. So again, big name in, in college going to Ohio State. He was the guy. He won all the awards, the Maxwell Award, the Dope Walker Award, Big Ten uh, Most Valuable Player Award. So he's definitely was a superstar at Ohio State. And then he had a great nine-year NFL career with the Tennessee Titans, one year with the Dallas Cowboys. Welcome to Get Your Popcorn Ready Podcast. My man, Eddie George, coming up next. No doubt. Let's do it. And don't forget to subscribe on the Himalaya app or wherever you get your podcast. Yeah, get your popcorn ready podcast where we have commercial free episodes and you're guaranteed to laugh. And if you want to see the video version of this, go to my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Terrell Owens. Yeah. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Get your popcorn ready podcast coming to you live. It's your boy. My guy, T.O. is in the building. You in the building, T? You already know. Yes, sir. Welcome to Get Your Popcorn Ready Podcast. Well, we have commercial-free podcast episodes, and you're guaranteed to have a bunch of laughs. So I got my popcorn ready. We got special guest, Eddie George, is in the building. In the building. What's up? up? Big fella, what it do? How you doing, E.G.Z.? Man, I'm blessed. 
blessed. I'm, bl- I'm glad to be seen and not viewed. I'll tell you that. This day is hard, man. <laughs> Absolutely. Hey, we appreciate you taking the time to come on the show, man. Absolutely, man. Hey, when you invited me, man, I was like, shit, I got to get on the best podcast out there. Uh, there it is. The, you heard it. Popcorn yes, ready? Yes, hey, sir. You know what? I feel bad because I don't have my damn popcorn ready. Hey, that's all right. We go. We gonna send you right. some. We gonna send you. He got hey. enough for both of us. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Absolutely. Hey, hey, that lets you know right there. When we in harmony, we in sync. He thinks like I think. You know what I mean? I yeah, got the, yeah. I got the popcorn for the both of you guys. I don't think nobody thinks like you think, but I'm gonna leave that right there. <laughs> and I see you still got your George Clinton ugly sweater on, even though it's past Christmas. But I'm gonna hey, let man, you shine. I'm gonna let I'm you shine. I'm in the Christmas spirit, man. I tell people Happy Christmas and Merry New Year. So Merry New Year, <laughs> Merry New Year to everyone. <laughs> let me let uh, you go. Are you gonna wear Christmas stuff in like April and May, or is this like the last week? No, this is the last week. This is last okay. week. You know what I mean? I, I, I just think, you know, the way the 2020 kind of transpired and ended, you know, I feel like I wanted to come into the new year very festive. Um, <laughs> you know, just, you know, we got to look on the brighter side of things. Hey, T.O., so that means mad. you should wear it until April, man. I mean, right. when I grew up in Philly, we didn't <laughs> take down our Christmas decorations until they their spring break. <laughs> no <laughs> way. We hey, had the so- same tree up everything. No, no, leave it out there. I'm dead serious. We did not take down like Christmas because we because we always felt like every day was Christmas. So they had the fake tree up decoration. You got clowns on the block. It was hilarious. I, love oh, I was about to say. I was about. I was just about to say. I know you didn't have no real tree up to April. So that <laughs> sucker. <laughs> that sucker. Had simple to one like step one, two, three, star. That's it. Already. <laughs> From Philly, yes, sir. We got Eddie George from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, up in the building. Ohio State legend went to Ohio State University, where he won the Heisman Trophy back in 1995. He was then drafted first round pick by the Houston slash Tennessee Oilers. Right, mm-hmm. played nine seasons in the NFL, four time Pro Bowler, first team All Pro, second team All Pro, and NFL Offensive Rookie of the Year. Man, what you been doing since you retired from this great game, at the NFL? Oh man, life has been amazing. I'm a father, been a, of course a husband. Awesome, uh, yep. Now on the entrepreneurial side, I'm doing wealth management. Um, been doing some acting as well, and well as mm-hmm. teaching. So I operate in the three E's of entertainment, education, and entrepreneurship. So it's been it's been uh, a journey. You know what I mean? You know, just helping yep. others um, avoid the pitfalls that I've made. You know, some mistakes I've made in my in my career uh, in terms of finance and. Uh, went back, got my master's in business. Um, been trying to read all these books. Uh, I see you. All the books. So, that's, hey, that's impressive. Well, it, it was. It was for decoration. <laughs> Since I had a little time on my hand, I figured that I, I might as well. Day, right? Right, right. But outside of that, man, uh, life's been good. It's been counting my blessings, man. You know, uh, we've seen how 2020, that T.O. talked about, um, has transpired throughout the year. So you, you really value and appreciate uh, the people in your life, the time that you mm-hmm. have, and especially, you know, coming on a show like this to to talk and to be lively and to laugh and yeah. to bring joy, man. So I appreciate you guys on having this podcast, man. I, this is awesome. That's what's absolutely. Um, and and just love. just so uh, we are obviously we're going to transition to a lot of football stuff, but I I want to really kind of expand on. And I saw you um, uh, Super Bowl weekend, and we you got a chance to talk with uh, Joanna Albert and her platform yeah. and what she was trying to do. And um, again, just as you just alluded to, uh, can you just expand on a little bit on what got you into wealth management and yeah. and, and what really kind of guided you in that direction? Yeah. Well, you know, Tio, um, I, when I first got into the league, uh, I almost lost my entire signing bonus to uh, um, uh, a financial advisor that wasn't on the up and uh, without going into the whole details of it, right? It was, uh, you know, my mom vetted out all these guys, and um, I trusted the fact that she was gonna put me in the right situation. Well, guess what? It was blind leading the blind. Mm-hmm. So, once I uh got wind of that and I got real scared, gunshots put my money in the bank, and that's when I realized I said, you know what, instead of me um relying on one person 
to, to tell me, you know, where my money is, what a stock and a bond is, what mm-hmm. a mutual fund is and insurance and all of that. Let me go be the, the expert in that. Let me understand it. Let me go back and get my education. So that led me down this path. And um, I went back, got my master's in business. And I said, you know what, let me take it a step further. If I really want to help young athletes or help young entrepreneurs, let me get into the business. And that led me in this path. So I've been in it for about five, six years now. Uh, we were working with a couple of different athletes, a high net worth individuals. Um, What's the name of your company? Uh, the Edward George Wealth Management Group. Let me show you my okay. card. Hold on, I'll, I'll get you my card. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, you have to take a snapshot of it. Yeah, yeah, man. But uh, yeah, I, I definitely, uh, I, I definitely can can relate All to right. you. There it is. Yeah. There it is. Yeah, I definitely can relate to you, especially uh, you know, being you know, really, really trusting uh, guys going into the league. You don't really know much about finance. You don't know nothing about stocks and bonds and things of that nature. You really uh, coming out of college. You if you don't if you didn't go to school for it or if you yep. didn't grow up in a household where your mom or your dad or both um, you know had that financial background, then you're kind of just lost and you're kind of just you know when you get into the league, you want to focus and concentrate on football and you hire the people to kind of, you know, basically have your best interest at heart and really manage your financial portfolio. So I I definitely can empathize with you in in that situation of trusting, um, you know, people to really uh, manage your finances. And I went through a situation, um, Mm -hmm. obviously, with Drew Rosenhaus, um, Mm -hmm. who uh, after my first agent of uh, first, my first eight years with uh, David Joseph, who's a, you know, small agent, and then I transitioned and I got with Drew Rosenhaus and then he referred um, me to uh, Jeff Rubin. And I think it's it's, it's uh, well documented. Jeff Rubin kind of mismanaged a lot of uh, Drew yep. Rosenhaus' uh, clients. Uh, I was one of those guys. And uh, even till today, um, you know, have had some issues with that. And um, I, I appreciate what you're trying to do. And I think your knowledge and your, you sharing your story and what you've established with your management uh, company will benefit a lot of these kids if they just, you know, are receptive uh, to what you have going on, especially uh, it's an, it's not a matter of uh, trying to be with the right person or what have you. I think sometimes it's best to be with someone that has gone through the pitfalls wow. um, and that can really put you in a better position or direct you in the right direction. So you don't go, they don't go through what we went through. Right. 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 Cause right. it's like, if, if, um, again, if you've already went through it, right. And you've learned from is what you're saying. Mm-hmm. How, is that what's important to you now is to give back that education piece to maybe some younger athletes and, you know, younger entrepreneurs. Is that the main piece that your why for that business? You know, absolutely. Um, the Terrell, first of all, uh, Terrell, first of all, thank you for, <laughs> yeah, thank you for your transparency, your honesty, uh, and, and telling your story, you know, oh, absolutely. I, I, I think it's so important that, you know, if you, if you've made mistakes or you, you shouldn't be embarrassed about what you've gone through because it's about being a bridge builder and, mm-hmm. and building, um, a bridge for those people that are coming behind you. So they won't fall into those same pitfalls and mistakes and characters like, like uh, Tio talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, I, yes, to your point, uh, I went back to my old my alma mater, Ohio State, and was teaching a course, uh, the business of professional sports at the Business School, Official School of Business, where we're talking about this very thing, who, you, who your agent should be, who your financial advisor should be, and the questions you should ask, your business manager, and so forth, and how you should have a Chinese wall set up between among them. So you shouldn't, mm. there should never be information co-mingling Cross. of any interest funds or any of that, that nature. You know, you want to understand the power of attorney, all of those things. So I went back, uh, taught that for about four or five years. Um, unfortunately this year, because of COVID couldn't do it. And now we're trying to create a master class behind it of educating and just enlightening people that, um, young men and women that want to go into professional sports as well as people that want to be agents, financial advisors, Mm -hmm. business people, general managers, because you want to get a whole scope of the different roles that make up the business. So now you coming in the business at an early age, you understand uh, you've you've been familiar with financial terminology. You've been familiar Mm -hmm. with uh, just the landscape of the NFL and what the CBA looks like. 
and what an NFL contract looks like and the money flow looks like. So now you're going to be more inept to make better decisions being in a seat of power based off your education. Because that's nothing that they didn't, that didn't offer me in college. I, I was a landscape architect major. You know, I knew nothing about finances. I started my own business, but I didn't know shit didn't know what you were doing. Right, yeah. That's right. That. So yeah. that's what it came down to for me. So, um, yes, it, it's, it has a, a full scope component to it with the wealth management, serves the education, and certainly serves the entertainment side through podcasts and so forth that my wife and I are doing um, with financial awesome. services. Yeah, man. That's that's awesome. And again, you know, of course, the, the stigma and the perception out there is, yeah, so the athletes are blowing their money and they should put it, you know, they should save it and they should give it with a financial advisor. Okay, well, we gave it to your stupid financial advisors and they right, took right. money. So don't always just, you know, pinpoint the athlete. Well, they lost the money by throwing it at strippers and cars. Like, come on, we're doing the right things with the money, but nobody understands what that one person was up to because those those financial aid uh financial advisors their hustle those are 20 30 year hustles because they're in business for 20 30 years and then they wake up and they're 55 years old and then they take off with the money nobody's seen that coming in none of those scenarios Right, right right and so yeah for me man like uh you know i i i've like you said eddie i i've always tried to be transparent um never really shied uh, you know, just shy behind, um, you know, any of my pitfalls and things of that nature. And for me, man, I've always, you know, wanted to educate people. And if I could share, you know, my experiences, good or bad, uh, that I've had with some of these, uh, you know, really, I guess, highly touted, uh, or, or really well-known agents out there. And so for me, being a small, coming from a small school, and then I had a small, yeah. small time agent, and then once I kind of outgrew my my small time agent, I wanted to obviously, I wanted I wanted the I wanted to, to to go and do bigger and better things, and so yeah. um, I acquired uh, Drew Rosenhaus, Rosenhaus Sports, and so um, probably I think it was around 2011, 2012 yeah. uh, is when I started to find out found find out uh, some things about my my finances. Um, you know, through just doing some forensic accounting and things of that nature. Yeah. And we found out that, you know, there were some, uh, some negligent things that were uh, being done by my financial advisor. And again, like I said, that financial advisor, when I basically acquired Drew Rosenhaus, I knew that I knew that I needed to find a new financial advisor. I need some new business, uh, a new business team or what have you. And they referred uh, at that time. What I think uh, I can't think of the name of the, uh, his organization. Uh, mm-hmm. let, let, let me, let me, let me ask you this T and this is for you also Eddie. Right. Again, at that moment, because we're, we're Eddie, you're a big dude, right? You're a big running back in the league, right? <laughs> T.O., you're a big dude. Physically, we feel we can probably beat up anybody, but we're not gangsters. <laughs> so we ain't going to go kill nobody. Right. Right. Right? right. When you guys found out at that moment, how frustrating because you can't go oh, kill the dude, but oh, oh, physically you want to put hands on somebody. Oh, Tell trust, me how trust that, me, that feeling was for, for both of y'all. Trust me, I was fire <laughs> hot. So just to name the company that Jeff Rubin, uh, his company, it was Pro Sports Financial. And so when I found out uh, this was my last year, this is my last year in Cincinnati. And so um, I had some uh, other business people that I was bringing in. And so they wanted to kind of just uh, really just do a financial just sweep of what was going on with my finance. And so we we hired some forensic accountants, bro. They went through everything, bro, uh, for so many years, bro. My credit was bad. There was no reason for my my credit to be to be bad. This is 2011. So go back to like uh, 06, 07, 08. We 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 discovered that my credit was bad because they weren't paying my bills. Bro, this was when I was making 10, 10 12, 15 $12 million, million a year. So there was yeah. no reason for my bills not to be paid. Or $100 no And as a result, <laughs> as a result, my credit was bad. And so then, so some years later, I had some attorneys that reached out to me. Um, there was a big, you know, scandal that happened with a, a casino in Alabama. Uh, those guys, uh, Jeff Rubin. Country Crossings, right? Right. Yep. Uh, Jeff Rubin had put a lot of guys into that. And I was one of those guys. And so, bro, at the end of the day, 
try to make a long story short here. Um, I had some attorneys that were privy of that of that situation. They reached out to me. They were like, dude, you may have a lawsuit against your agents, Drew Rosenhaus. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Let's get all the, you know, gather all the information. Let's see what we can do. In 2014, I think uh, we were trying to reach a settlement. Went down to Miami, had my mom flew off, uh, had my mom to fly in uh, just for some support, things of that nature. We got there to the little mediation in Rosenhaus. They reneged. They reneged on it. So we kept going and going and going, trying to at least try to recoup some of the money um, that I had lost in this situation. Um, long story short, um, just as, as something recently, you know, we worked out a little deal. Uh, they were paying me money, this and that and the other. Um, and then all of a sudden, you know, there was some language in there where I couldn't say anything bad about them and vice versa. And then they're trolling. They're trolling my Instagram. They're trolling my social media. They saw something that I had responded to with a client, uh, ex-client now, and Antonio Brown. And they said that I had breached the contract based on something that they interpreted it based on what they thought I was saying, which was, which was, and they stopped paying me. So long story short, they stopped paying me my money. So I got pissed off, tried to reach out to them. This not that nothing ever happened. So now they try to say, oh, well, you can't say this. You can't say this. At the end of the day, they breached the contract because they stopped paying me. They couldn't, they can't just interpret something uh, based on what they saw. Mm. And then just all of a sudden just stop paying me just because that's what they thought they, that I was saying something that I was saying wrong. So at the end of the day, man, I feel like my situation is obviously different from your situation, uh, Eddie, and I appreciate what you're doing with your company. And then I think just our stories that we can share with some of these young kids, you know, coming up to, to let these kids know, um, always have eyes on eyes. No you question. have eyes on people, you know, that, that basically have eyes on, you know, you know, some of your, some of your uh, financial uh, portfolio. And like I said, man, for me, um, like I said, I can't, you know, say enough about what you're doing. Um, that's very so, very much so needed. Um, my story is very much so needed. And so if I can share anything about my experience, you know, to help a young kid out, especially coming out of college. And for most, most importantly, it's the parents because the agents, there you go. they get in good with the parents and then they manipulate these parents and then get them comfortable. And then that's when everything happens. And I think for me, I feel, I feel like had said, I feel like, bro, trust me, I want to put hands on somebody because right, at the right, end right. of the day, they didn't only just lie to me, bro. They lied to my family because they go to the parents first. Oh yeah. We're going to take care of your son. We're going to take mm-hmm. the very best care of him. You know, all he got to do is just concentrate and focus on football and we'll take care of the rest. We're going to put him in the best financial situation. Let him just succeed on the field. We'll take care of this. And so for me, I take it a little bit deeper than the financial part because I feel like not only did they let me down, they let my family down. Yeah, man. Yeah. So Eddie, and you was kind of like the same way, like at the moment, that physical moment, were you like just hot or you like, okay, water, you know? Well, well, you know what? Yeah. The physical moment for me, uh, that situation, I felt like, man, I I, I dodged a bullet, but Mm -hmm. you know, I've had, I've had, there's, there've been some people in my life that took advantage of some opportunities, you know, much to to Terrell's uh, experience. I had a business manager who was uh, egregious uh, in a lot of different areas. Uh, things were not getting done uh, from a, a business perspective. And when I did my own due diligence, not only did I find out that he was um, uh, stealing money from me, but also from the friends and, and business people that were in, in the circle. And we had a, a very tight circle in terms of legitimate businessmen that were worth millions of dollars, you know, more than me. Yep, and, yep. you know, he came highly talented. So, you know, yeah, I was I was I was pissed off. I was really, I, I mean, I can always be uh, pissed off at him, but I was probably more upset with myself. Yeah, not knowing. Myself in that situation. Yeah. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And that's when I was <clears> like, <throat> you know what? To avoid this situation again, mm-hmm. I'm going to be educated on this. I'm going to understand the financial language. I'm going to be an expert, uh, the master of my craft in terms of this. Right. So my sons won't have to go down this path or, or whomever. You know what I'm saying? Right. So that's that's that was the impetus behind it. So instead of being so upset with him, you know, I turned that energy and said, okay, I'm going to focus and pull that energy into to building my craft and building my business. 
Awesome. Uh, yeah, sitting here talking to Eddie George, Heisman Trophy winner, nine-time, nine-year NFL veteran at the running back position. So, again, speaking about education, again, you went to the Fork Union Military Academy in Virginia. Mm-hmm. Um, now, how does that process, like I said, your, your transition through the NFL? Because it seems like, you know, those types of uh, military schools, you got to learn some discipline. So, hey. you know, how was that transition yeah. from there going to <laughs> Ohio State and then having that discipline, you know, throughout your career? Well, I didn't have discipline. You know, there that's it is. That's why they sent you to do <laughs> I mean, that. I'll tell you guys a quick, a quick story. Um, I, it was my 10th grade year, and uh, I, I've had my mom sign the, a sheet that said, you know, uh, you have to get the signature for your parents to go to summer school. So I made it seem like I said, Mom, you know what? I, I'm not satisfied with my grade in, in algebra. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to. I want to go to summer school to improve on my grade. Okay, so if you mm-hmm. can sign right here, I go to summer school twice a week, four, four weeks. I, you you know. sound like you're lying, <laughs> right? But it was it worked, right? Right, right. So everything was cool. Like the first couple weeks, mm-hmm. I was in front of the classroom taking copious notes. <laughs> I was engaged. I was doing well on my quizzes, asking a teacher for questions. Like I had, you know, but then all of a sudden I went to class one morning because we had to go and take the bus about eight o'clock in the morning, nine o'clock in the morning. And I saw my boys going to the court up to Pembroke. They were playing mm-hmm. basketball in the pool and all that. Mm-hmm. They said, hey man, just come with us for the day. You know, just miss one day. You can always get the notes. And I was right. like, all right, I'll do that, right? <laughs> so that one day turned into two, turned into three, yeah. five, six, missed the entire <laughs> summer school session. My mom gets a call from my guidance yeah. counselor, says, Mrs. George, Eddie is in, yeah. in danger of failing summer school and yeah. he's going to be held back. My mom was like, no, that's not true. He... He passed right. me one. Not my boy. Right. Not my boy. He wanted to get into his brain. Right. Now, Ms. George, he failed, and he's going to be held back in 10th grade. And then my mom went in the stealth mode, mm-hmm. got her money together, didn't tell nobody my, her plan, told me that July that I was going wow. to Forky Military Academy. <laughs> I was like, and I was supposed to be the starting running back at my high school. Right, so right. I'm thinking, right. oh shit, my career's over. Oh, right, okay. I'm like, oh, my well, I said, well, I'm going down the middle. Well, where the hell is Fort Union? Right. It's between Charlottesville and Richmond, smack dab in the middle. Wow. And I tell you what, Matthew and T.O., if I did not go to Fort Union mm. Military Academy, I would not be sitting in this house right now. Mm. There's no Life way. My mom, my mom worked her ass off. She worked seven, eight, nine jobs to get mm. me through the school. In fact, my it was my second year in the league. She mm. uh, drives back down the Fork Union, didn't ask me for the money, and mm. pays them the final installment for me to go to that school. Oh, and that man. was four years, four or five years after I, I had left. So she was still paying mm-hmm. for me to college. Yeah. And didn't tell me a word, man. Drove back down there, handed that check to the commandant, while That's I was awesome. in the league, man. That's awesome, man. Oh, so I, I commend well, I moms, you, man. I know you repaid your mom back. Oh, mm. with, no <laughs> with with no everything. <laughs> and That's I, everything. And I see those uh, those books in the background. They're they're definitely paying off. You on the, you on the podcast using words like copious and things of that nature. <laughs> so definitely, and you, you know, picking up a couple words here. That's right, right. You know, I, that was my word of the day. I said I have to put copious in for the podcast. Nice. Hey, yeah, you definitely, you definitely That's did all. that. And so for the people that are listening. Copious, that means like in abundance, in abundance and supply and things of that. Oh, exactly. Exactly. Just you know, guys you know. explain to our audience like like you know what that means. You just, just well, I just want our audience. Know. I want our audience to know <laughs> that we're not just athletes. We're student right. athletes. We're smart as well. While I'm trying to give you a compliment, you're trying to throw me up under the bus. Like I said, we are some very much so educated. Uh, athletes that have played in the yeah. National Football League. Obviously, we have some, you know, some degrees of education. You know, for me, I didn't finish college, but I went to college, and like I said, I, I had. You know, Are you ever school. go get your degree, T? You ever go yeah, go back? Yeah, man. Um, I, I, I thought about it, but at the end of the day, 
it's it's nearly it, it's not really about what you know; it's who you know. No and question. When you yeah. establish yourself and you start to meet people here and there, it's all about establishing those relationships. And if you think about it, a lot of people that go to these four-year colleges and even you know go into law school, you know, with extensive years, they get out, they 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 graduate, and they don't even they don't even get a job. They don't use their degree. School for use their degree, right? Right. You know what I mean. So you know it's beneficial. There's pros and cons to it, but you know, like I said, I feel like at right now I'm smart enough. It's all about who you know, and it's not anything that I probably can't. If everything is at the at at your at your fingertips, you can go Google it, research it, or what have you. If you need to find it. So I'll teach you how to read later on, buddy. Just let just hit me up later. Hey, hey, we got hey, we got we got Eddie George at our fingertips. We can just call Eddie George. Oh, my Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But no. So again, so after the um high school, you went to Ohio State again. The Ohio State University is one of the top premier um universities across the nation in sports, academics, everything. How was that? process for you being the star like you was a superstar at ohio state you weren't just there playing um how was right. that, that whole thing I, I had to grind i had to grind um you weren't even worried about all that stuff in, in the background you were just like i'm grinding on football well yeah well when i got there um i was not highly recruited you know i think i had one of the last few scholarships at ohio state um my, my true senior year at fork union um i had zero scholarship offers Mm. I had one offer to go to Edinburgh in Pennsylvania, mm. but no, no disrespect to the institution. I just right. felt like, you know, I, I, I wanted, I wanted to go to Penn state. I wanted to go play at Ohio state, Notre Dame, the bigger echelon schools. I didn't want to be, uh, my mom said, you know, uh, a small fish, a big fish, in a small pond. Right. I right. said, nah, mom, I'm a great white. I need to be in the ocean Damn, you know, okay. so among the best. <laughs> okay. And that's, that was my attitude. So, uh, long story short, I get to Ohio State. I uh, played sparingly my freshman year. I had some success early my freshman year. I had two fumbles against Illinois, um, and I didn't see the field after that until my junior year. Because that the, so, those, those two fumbles just put you in the doghouse for a year and a half. Oh man, it was it was from your bad. freshman. You said your, this was your freshman year. My freshman year, to. But two, two fumbles in one game, because again, I'm from Ohio. I remember that all this stuff going on with Eddie George. And yeah, wasn't yeah. Playing. Wow. It was crazy. I'm like, two fumbles, he's like a year and a half. So, how, and again, going through that process mentally, where you like, I'm done with football, I want to transfer, how that whole thing went. And all that went through oh, my head. I wanted to yeah. transfer, I wanted to, to leave. Um, it got so bad, you know how your teammates can be, you know, you're carrying your tray and they hold your hand underneath you, you'll fumble the ball, tray and all that. Oh, they got, know, jokes. they got jokes. And, and Ohio State, though, you know, it, you can't afford to get hurt. If you get hurt there, yes, it's the right position. It's right. the rap, so much talent. So I had, right. I, had I, 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 I buckled down, man. I mean, I would come in. Early in the morning, get my workout in. I'll come back for a second workout and run with the team. Mm. I will study film. I will look at all my competition, all the other running backs in the country at the time, Tyrone Wheat, mm -hmm. Kajana Carter, mm -hmm. uh, Tim Patuka, Lawrence Phillips, God rest his soul, Rashawn Salam. I mean, wow. I would study those guys and see what made them great. Mm -hmm. And I would try to create my own style based off of that. And then I would just, we would just work. You know, it was constantly working, we're constantly grinding. And I was blessed enough to be on a, a, a talented team with Orlando Pace and Ricky Dudley yeah. and God bless his soul, Terry Glenn. Yeah. So we had some dogs that, you know, were every day we was competing. A five-yard sprint. It was a it was who was gonna get there first. And we was talking yeah, yeah. shit and all. So our environment that we created, the culture uh breeded that it was a dog eat dog world and, and, and don't get lost in the sauce. So it, it really, that's where that, that attitude came from. So I had to work twice as hard as anybody else to uh, right. surprise above. Right. right. So I, what I'm hearing, I'm, I'm, I'm hearing you take all the necessary steps to obviously mentally for you, you want to get bigger, faster, stronger. Yeah. You're trying to obviously impress the coaches. What I want to know, because you haven't mentioned it, I want to know because the reason you weren't playing was because you lost those two fumbles. What did you do to prevent mm. when you got your opportunity to prevent those fumbles again? That's what I want to know. Mm. Hey, hold on to that fucking rock, man. <laughs> 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 hey, 
<laughs> it was it was that was money. That was my life. Yeah, that was my lifeline. And ironically, you know, somebody pulled out a stat. M- mentioned this to me uh, this past year. Since my fumbles at Ohio State in my entire career, I went on to carry the ball. I think uh, two thousand more times wow. and only fumbled the ball six. Wow! Yeah. Since that time. That's so a good stat. it was. <laughs> so it was a matter of of just holding on to the ball, man, as if my life depended on it because it did. Right. And you know, when you when you when you fumble the ball as a running back. It starts to play in your head mentally. Yeah, you know, yeah. A, a successful run now is not running a hundred yards for a touchdown. It's just getting a yard and going, and going down, down. Yeah. <laughs> and getting up with the ball. That's all you want to do. Higher <laughs> attitude. Yeah, change the way you can't be as aggressive. You're not going to be as risk, a risk taker. You just want right. to get down, get the ball, and go down. Right. And you know, so it took a while for me to to gain my confidence back in that regard. So you wasn't yeah, like going to bed, like sleeping with the football and all that. Oh man, <laughs> hey, football was on by my side everywhere I went. Everywhere you went, just to my get girlfriend you. was with me. Hey, with my girlfriends, you know, I had the ball right on their back. You know what I mean? <laughs> 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 oh, you have to take, hey, right take this. this. <laughs> you know, we like, hey, I hope you tonight, baby. I mean, let's say. Yes, sir. It's good. It's it's good. And, what, and I'm, I'm glad we're on this funny. topic because. You know, uh, you are one of those big backs, tall backs, um, you know, obviously, like I said, run with a lot of power. Um, now, mm-hmm. like I said, you, the Tennessee, Tennessee Titans, they have a similar guy now in that backfield yeah. uh, by the name, went to the University of Alabama by the name of Derrick Henry. And we're speaking yeah. of fumbles. And uh, just so happened he had a great game, a walk-off uh, touchdown a couple weeks ago. And then mm-hmm. uh, a week after that, he had a down game. And he fumbled the ball, which contributed to them losing the game. And mm-hmm. it's so funny how we're talking about this now. You're talking about fumbles. Uh, you talk about the number of fumbles that in between the, the fumbles in, 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 in Ohio, Ohio State and then at the end of your career. He had carried the ball, I think, 375 times uh, without a fumble. This is, I think, it was his first fumble. And then obviously he rebounded this, you know, a couple of weekends ago, had a great game or what have you. But do you see any similarities? Uh, do, or do you watch a lot of uh, what uh, the Tennessee Titans are doing, mm-hmm. uh, especially going, you know, through, throughout the season and into the playoffs? Do you think there's, do you see some similarities in the style of play with you two guys? I know we're both, we're both similar in size. Yeah. Um, I played probably at around my heaviest at 240. He plays at 250. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the thing that oh. impresses me about Derek, man, is that, God, I mean, he is le- just as lethal on his own two yard line, two yard line, as well as the defensive oh, yeah, two yard line and right. everything in between that. He can hit the home run. Mm-hmm. He pounds you. He got the nasty stiff arm. And, you know, his game really changed after the first two years because he was he's accustomed to the, always hitting the big, the big run. Well, you know, in the league, as a running back, yeah. you got to establish it in between the tackles. It's yeah. inside out. It's, yeah. an alpha, it's an alpha position. And once he started laying wood and, and, and challenging defenders, like hunting for safeties. Right, right. For them, <laughs> not running away, but hunting like. Two six, I'm coming after you. Right, two hundred forty pounds. They don't want to parse of that, and they, they and you know that's 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 this remarkable. I don't I don't see anybody. I don't. There's not a team. There's not a defense or a defensive player out there that's built and equipped to stop the Tennessee Titans offense um, at all on a consistent uh, basis. Yeah, you're on a right. consistent basis. Right. They, I mean, just, because the, the, nowadays. Defenses are built to stop the pass. That's you got correct. linebackers that's the, the size of, yeah. of, of strong safeties. Right. And you're going up against that for four quarters? Yeah. Man, please. You, yeah. you don't want no punches. There's not a back in the league of his caliber. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> well, I, I know when we played you guys a couple of times, and like I said, I, I, I got a chance. Like I said, I wasn't in Ohio. I didn't, you know, watch a lot of college football but as has said like you're in Ohio you know the greats or whatever you pay close mm-hmm. attention to it so obviously coming out in that 96 draft and then you know me playing against you and watching you and we having you know our defensive guys having their, their really kind of game plan to stop you and I'm like man I'm on the sideline I'm like yo 
this dude is huge. <laughs> so for me, you know, obviously coming from, from college, I didn't see guys what like you time out. <laughs> Wait, he's talking about I was huge. <laughs> I, it, was, it was in it was in uh in Houston. I know exactly what he's talking about. And first of all, the 96 draft was stupid. We had T.O., yeah. Ray Lewis, me, yep. Jonathan Ogden. This goes on. I mean, it was yep. just crazy. Yep. Mm-hmm. But I'm looking at number 81 like, is he a defensive end? Or <laughs> Blade Bishop, Marcus Robinson was like, who? And it was Jerry Rice, but. Right. Who's this big, long, this we, dinosaur looking dude out here? Hey, man. <laughs> and not only that, the dude was fast. He was physical. He was nasty, athletic. We was like, yo, he is going to be awesome. I mean, it was, it <laughs> was, it was so, that was a hell of a game. Y'all won by one, uh, one point against us. I'll never forget that. Yep. Jeff funny. Brom threw me, I, I scored the winning touchdown. Jeff, yes, you did. Jeff Brom threw me like a, a comeback or something, and I found, caught it and then went up the sideline. But yeah, but as you were just saying, man, I mean, it's an honor, and I said, I take pleasure in hearing you say that because had you, we've had this conversation numerous times on this on these podcasts I never saw myself as that type of receiver I never I never saw what I was becoming you know what I mean I never thought anything abnormal about my size you know what I mean I just thought like because growing up I was skinny scrawny or what have you mm-hmm. and then like I said once I got in the league you know toward the end of my senior year in, in 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 college and then once I got in the league I started to get on the weights and things of that nature and obviously got bigger fast and stronger, but I never saw that in myself. I honestly, I felt like I was that skinny high school kid or that college kid in my freshman, sophomore year. Yeah. But then as, like you said, as the seasons progressed, people started yeah. to, to notice my size. I don't think you remember this, Tio, but we were in Miami. Um, I want to say in 99 or I, 2000, something like that. Yeah. Having a good time. We're having, we're having lunch <laughs> with some people. And, you know, we're talking, whatever. And I think you're just coming off of uh, maybe our second or third year. And I said, dog, I said, it's only a matter of time before you take over in this league. Yeah. Before you left San Francisco, you still playing in San Francisco. And I think mm-hmm. the next year you went on to Philly. And then, of yeah. course, 03, the 03 was my grown. last year in San Francisco. Wow. Yeah, yeah. And it was right around that time, man. Mm-hmm. And I, I was like, dog, man, you are going to just own this league. And lo and behold, man. Arguably wow. one of the greatest players ever to yeah. man, I play man, the game. I, 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 Not I just receiver, it. but ever. That's awesome. I, no, no, I yeah. appreciate that very much. Man. I appreciate that very much. But this is not about me. We're talking about <laughs> James George right hey, now. Hey, man. Hey, hey. Hey. Games, hey. man. Hey. Hey. You know what? It's, it's, it's all it's all good. You know, we tell them that's what we do. We see we, yeah. we show T a little bit of love on the yeah, show. I'll be always on them, Eddie. So you know, <laughs> yeah. you gotta love. do what you gotta do with the host. Right? Yes, yeah, yeah. So back so back to what so back to what I was saying, man. I'm sitting on the sideline and I'm watching you, man. Just you just I mean, just going through our line, man, just our defensive line, man. You just like you said, man, you just Turning away, turning away. You know what I mean? It's not like it's not like high school or college where you can just hit that home run. You were just slowly and methodically just Six, kind of eight, guys. Twelve, up, you know I mean? four. Yeah, and then you hit man like you <laughs> was a bruiser, like a punisher. And that's what mm-hmm. I kind of see. Like I said, th- those similarities in Derrick Henry and you. But like I said, you when you ran, you ran with like such grace and 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 power. You know what I mean? Yeah. It yeah. was just it was just bro. It was fascinating to watch because I'm like wow. man. And then for wow. me going to UT Chattanooga, I knew like I said I saw like I used to, I'm watching ESPN. It's like yo the Ohio State, mm-hmm. Eddie yeah. George, the Buckeyes <laughs> all over the over the over the hill. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's what I remember when I'm watching you. You know, you go through our our defense like this. I'm like, man, this dude is, this is bad. And he, he had he had that he had that high knee lift. You right, know? right. Wait, wait, did right. you get your style of running from anybody that you watched growing up? Like you like oh, that? Oh wow. Yeah, man. I, I studied Walter Payton. Yeah, I okay. studied Walter Payton. He he was a back that always looked to punish defenders. That was his Absolutely. model. Earl Campbell, mm. um, Eric Dickerson, but yeah. shit. Eric Ed's got a smooth like, world world class class speed. Speed. You're right, right world right. class speed, and there's world world class. Speed. Yeah, so, yeah. I knew that. 
you know, I know my strengths and my weaknesses. I, I can beat right. you up. I might get lucky and pop off a long one. But, you know, that that was it. But I studied him, and I studied also Thurman Thomas and Emma Smith. Mm. For, for They were known as backs, not just to, to wear you down, but to be complete running backs, to catch out the backfield, running routes, um, mm-hmm. being uh, not coming down out on third down. They were all around back. So I wanted to be – my goal was to be a complete running back, and I wanted to work on my hands. I wanted to be um, a guy that can get in space and make you miss. Uh, as well as run you over and catch passes and so forth. I never wanted to leave the field uh, because I was hungry to win a championship. I mean, that there's a, a finite window for running backs. Yeah. And also there's a finite window for individuals, period, in their prime to accomplish all the things they want to accomplish in this league, as we all know. And I, I just felt like I needed to, to, to really dedicate my life to my craft. And, and, that's, and that's what I did. Yeah. Right, that was, yeah, you got... Four Pro Bowls and first team All Pro, so yeah, you was definitely doing your thing, fam. Right. You mentioned you mentioned Thurman Thomas. You mentioned Emmett Smith. And as soon as you mentioned those two names, it, it like I said, I, I remember vividly. Like I said, watching you. I'm, I'm literally. I feel like I'm on the sideline now, watching you run. When you mentioned those two, and what I take from those two greats is that they were very patient when they were running. And then you think about like in high school and in college, a lot of running backs, they just want to hit the hole. They just want to beat, get through the hole and beat the opposition. But now defenses, these guys are just as fast as you guys are. So is patience, was that something that you had to develop as a running back? Or was that just something just that you had in your game? Nah, T.O., great, great question. Um, that was something I had to develop. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I first got to Ohio State, the reason I played goal line running back was because I didn't give a damn who was in front of me. They was going to catch hell, mm-hmm. you know. Right. So it was about smash mouth. It was about punishing. Whereas as I got older and mature, I had to learn how to set my runs up, mm-hmm. develop a jump cut, be more nimble in between the tackles. Mm-hmm. And the secret to that, I took ballet lessons. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, okay. Yeah, in the off season. So I can work on that agility in tight spaces and, and be comfortable in the balance and so forth. So uh, it was for me, it was marrying the power and agility with that. Mm-hmm. So and that that allowed me to, be, to have confidence in being patient so I can be agile. I'll say, OK, I can really pace to the hole here, sell the front side and trust the fact that my feet are quick enough and agile enough to hit the backside and get back upfield and take on that safety if he comes down. So that's kind of mm-hmm. how I had to develop that. So really trusting my ability and, and, and working on it. So for, for some guys, that comes natural. Right. Um, it comes right. easy. But that's something I had to really work on and develop over time. Right. And again, that's where we're trying to, you know, let the audience know, especially like let a lot of the kids know, you're always going to have your positives of your game. But until you mm-hmm. work on the negatives of your game, you're not going to become a complete player. You know, and again, for you to work on that and work on your ball catching and to make yourself a complete back, like until you do all of those things, you're not a complete back. Right. And, and that's, again, it goes back to Derrick Henry. Um, we, we've seen him, or I've seen him grow from just a first and second down back to mm-hmm. a, 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 a complete back where he's catching out the backfield and he's closing out games. Um, he, he, he's developed a jump cut in his in his style because before it took him two cuts to get back upfield or cut it back mm. across. Now it's one cut and hitting it. Mm. Uh, just those little nuances in his game. I, I, I really believe that he's going to be this year's MVP. And I think the Titans are going to have a Super Bowl run. I, I, if they're on, if they don't make mistakes offensively, they're in the defense out there that can stop them right now. Okay. Let's, and uh, you, let's expand. You go ahead. Yeah, you are in the Tennessee Titans uh, Hall of Fame. Um, so I take it you mm-hmm. are a, an advocate, you know, Titan fan. You're going to the games, doing all those things with the organization still? Yeah, I still do some things with them. I host a show called Titans Blitz every Wednesday. Uh, we're right. breaking down the games the week before and so forth. I've, I've done certain things with the organization, with the NFL draft, was here in town, uh, serving as an ambassador. Uh, Amy Adams Trunk has been a phenomenal owner um, since taking on that role since the passing of her father. Uh, she's been amazing in reaching out to former players, uh, it, 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 not just 
to do something for the organization, but to genuinely say, hey, what's going on? How can we help in business? How can I help with in these areas? Really creating synergies. She really values that. And that's been awesome. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm always around. I'm always available to these guys, you know, in terms of guidance or um, uh, just uh, inspiration mm-hmm. uh, or wisdom uh, to uplift them in, in some ways. But now they, they're doing their thing. I'm like, you know, don't, don't do too much shit. Like right, yeah. they, yeah. You want to keep you in the record, but basically. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> right. So, yeah. So we want everybody, all our listeners to know we, we have Eddie George here, uh, 1995 Heisman uh, Trophy winner, uh, nine time uh, vet in the National Football League. And speaking of nine years in the league, um, we just touched on, you know, Derrick Henry. Uh, Derrick Henry has pretty much has been that workhorse for the Tennessee Titans. If you look around the league, there aren't a lot of workhorses, um, you know, now in today's game. Right. Uh, now they have what they call the one-two punch. Um, or three-punch. Uh, <laughs> right, that too. Um, so th- speaking on, just touching on, like I said, you played nine years in the league. And I know there was a lot of, probably, I guess, uh, media narrative uh, that, had you not been that work workhorse or that work, you know, had so many carries that you probably could have played maybe a few more years or so. Mm-hmm. What would you say to that? Well, I, I played when it mattered. Um, I, I and I went to Dallas my last year, mm-hmm. um, and and you know there was a, it, I saw the other side of the business. You know, it's it's not for long. NFL stands for not for long, mm-hmm. and it's a young man's game. Um, if your skill set is on par or just slightly better than a young rookie, guess what? They're going to get a nod to that rookie because he's cheaper, more longer. And I get it, you know. So I could have gone, played that, that journeyman role, trying to get yards here and there. But when it truly mattered, I showed up every week. I never missed a game due to injury in my entire career with the Tennessee Titans. Oh, wow. um, I had, I'm second behind Walter Payton in consecutive games started. Uh, I'm uh, me and uh, Jim Brown are the only two backs in NFL history to ever have 10,000 yards without um, without missing a game. Wow. So I stand I stand behind my shield and I stand behind my 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 career. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't get into well I could have played 15 more years, 16 more years just to get yards for myself. Mm-hmm. I was playing yeah. for something greater than myself. So when it really counted and when it really mattered, that's my body of work. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I sleep well with that and I'm okay Absolutely. with it. I'm at peace with that. Absolutely. I mean, you had a great career, obviously. And of course, now that you're, you're older, more mature, the older guy. Um, so you also have been in a celebrity marriage with your, your wife, yeah. Taj, from SWV. I get <laughs> weak in that I, uh, I know y'all seen that every night. But go ahead. But when was the first time? Because you were a superstar, right? But when was the first time somebody recognized her? And then, like, we don't care who you are. You know what I'm Man, saying? You was like the one. very first, like, like the just very first one. time. Did it? Did it hit you like, hey? But I'm still Eddie, or like it was like, okay. You know what, man? I, listen, <laughs> since day one, it's been that way. I mean, she she travels around the world, right? And 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 doing her thing and touring and all that. Right. And I loved it. I'm like, absolutely. You know, that's 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 my baby. Go ahead, do you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't, right. I don't, I don't, I don't compete with that at all. In fact, I enjoy it because. I don't have to sign autographs and take pictures and this and that. I let her do her you, you holding the camera now. You like, hey, yeah, 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 exactly. So, sir, can you take this picture? And I'm like, gladly. <laughs> right, <laughs> right, right, right. You Taj husband. You ain't Eddie George. Right, hey, right. <laughs> hey, so, hey, so let's, let's, let, let's take it back a little bit. So you're Eddie George and she's, she's a superstar in her own right. Uh, her own, you know, I guess uh, her entertainment world. What was that like? Did, did she approach you? Or did you approach her? What was now it? we're getting now. right? Now we, <laughs> what so really happened? It's amazing what a year makes, right? So in 1994, I'm down in Orlando. We're playing uh, Alabama in the Citrus Bowl. And me and Sean Springs are window shopping because we ain't got no money. We in the mall, right? right. No, window shopping. Remember what <laughs> Window shopping. Window right? oh. shopping. <laughs> those goosey belts and those goosey shoes. Oh, right. man, when I get paid. When I get money. Man, whatever. 
There's a lot of wishing going on. So we're in there and I we see Taj like walking around with a whole bunch of gifts around this time of year, Christmas time, right? Oh, right. And he's like, yo, that's the girl from SWV. I was like, damn, you're right. I was like, damn, she's cute. I was like, I know, like, okay. <laughs> and then he's like, um, man, go on and ask her for your autograph, for her autograph. I'm like, nah, right. man, no, I'm not. She looks busy. He says, man, what's your name? I said, Eddie. I said, what's your name? I said, Eddie George. He said, damn right, go get him. Yeah. I said, you know what? Sean, let's go. Let's go, go get him. Right? So we walk on over there, and I'm all confident. I said, hey, um, I know that you look busy, but I'm a big fan. I would love your autograph. You signed my paper. She says, listen, I don't mean no disrespect. I'm just looking for my family, and I just, I just want to get out there. I can't really help you. Mm. And I'm like... <laughs> I get you then. You know what I'm saying? Face I, cracked. I, I, I hate the damn music anyway. No, I, know. So, <laughs> right. I said, all right. So a year, you know, a year goes by. I win the Heisman Trophy. And I'm in New York City. Mm-hmm. Changed, mm-hmm. right? Yes, sir. Tad's and Wilson up in um up in uh, where is it? Up in uh I think upper in uptown. Uptown, yeah, yeah. It was Chad's and Wilson's, and we at the bar, you know, doing what we do, me and my boys, and. And you know, I see her walk by, and I'm like, "Oh, that's that's Tasha WV." I said, oh, "Okay, let's see how this goes." <laughs> and lo and behold, I'm standing there, I'm sitting there. She taps me on the shoulder. I turn around. It was a girlfriend. She says, "My friend wants to meet you." So I go on over, and it was Taj. And I said, "Okay." Mm-hmm. I said, "I met you a year ago this time, and you didn't give me your information. So mm-hmm. why now?" She mm-hmm. says, um, "I don't remember that." And so don't find it. You know what? I don't remember it either. Let by guys be by guys. It's water under the bridge. Let's not even go there. Let's just focus right. on that. That's awesome. And, That's and for great. everybody out there who has not seen one of the best wedding proposals ever, marriage proposals ever, go to YouTube and check out Eddie proposed to Taj. It got her off guard. It was beautiful. It was awesome. Oh, uh, snap. It's, Do it's I something need to you go? Got, you got to go, go check it out. Too? YouTube. Check it out, Gio. Let me it's, know what you think, man. It is legendary. Oh, no. It is oh, legendary. I, my, I give you props, my guy. You get props. Thank you, man. What? I appreciate it. Absolutely. Oh, my God. You got to oh, check my... it out, T. Check man, out. this boy, hey, he is, he is, he's been doing his research. I didn't even know nothing about this. Hey, it's, what? It's, it's my guy. I got to uh, check this out, bro. Well, Definitely got to check glad, this out. I'm glad, though, man. I'm glad that all worked out. Like I said, you got living the life out there in Nashville. But before we get you out of here, I want to just go back to some football stuff right quick. So give us your top five running backs of all time. And again, it doesn't have to be uh, one through five, but just give us five. And like, wow. man, I already know. I already know. I probably know two of them already. Hey, man, you yeah. know what? Jim Brown, Walter Payton. I already know those in there. <laughs> you know, absolutely. I mean, you gotta, <laughs> those are the goats, right? But it's so hard. I mean, you got Barry Sanders. Yes. Yeah. That might. That's a monster. Right. Right. Then you can throw in. You know. Damn. Shit. It's that's hard because you got Ed. You got Earl Campbell. You have Emmitt Smith. Oh God. So I'm gonna go with um, Red Grange. Uh, Grange. He was. He was. You got to look at his style. He he was nasty. Oh, Mm -hmm. you lost me. You damn damn show stumped me with that one. (laughs) (laughs) Red Grange. I thought he was about to say Orville, uh, Red Orville Bucker, Red Bucker. Or nah, Red Grange. Red Grange is a legend. Yeah, absolutely. really, legend, man. Oh man, that, you see how clueless I see. See, I'm saying this is how clueless I am. Football, dude. I'm getting educated on the Get Your Popcorn Ready podcast. That's all right. That's what we here for, ladies and gentlemen. And then, and then I think my last one. Um, oh man, I got to go with Adrian Peterson. AD, like AD, AP. AP is, is he? I mean, listen, that that right, cat, right. no joke. Uh, right. He was he's been running like that since he came out the womb. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. And and especially, especially after the year that he tore his ACL, came back and bro, it was like this dude and nothing you know, ever happened. He was seven yards from breaking Eric Dickerson's single season rushing record off of mm. a, a knee uh, off of ACL. <laughs> I'm like. That so shut everybody down. Bro, that's crazy. He ain't, he ain't human. <laughs> y'all from the same planet, T.O. You and you y'all, y'all from planet Neutron. I don't know. Some aliens. Crazy. Some straight that's aliens. 
That's crazy. Hey, Eddie, man, we appreciate you coming on, bro, man. Thank you for taking the time. I'm I'm truly honored to have to be on this podcast. Again, it's the best podcast out there. There I appreciate it. Get your popcorn ready. It's awesome. Of course, T.O., you know how I feel about you, man. Congrats on all that you're doing. Matthew, same to you, man. It's been a pleasure. I love the guys, man. Thank you for having me on. It's been an honor. Thank you. All right. Appreciate it. No doubt, man. There it is, ladies and gentlemen. Eddie George, Heisman Trophy winner, nine-year NFL veteran, Tennessee Titans. Peace. All right, bro. All right, man. man. Appreciate it. Thanks a lot, bro. Anytime. All right, B. I hit you. There it is, ladies and gentlemen. Eddie George, nine-year NFL veteran running back with the Tennessee Titans, now living the life with his beautiful wife, Taj, in Tennessee, having a celebrity marriage. The, the wedding story is absolutely hilarious. I love it how they met, and they're still together, what, almost 20 years later? Definitely wow, awesome. Yeah. Congratulations to Eddie as well. Oh, man, that's, uh, yeah, man, it was a joy. It was a delight, delight uh, just to kind of catch up with the homie. Uh, just to kind of just uh, hear what he has going on, share, you know, yeah, we obviously, like I said, share some similarities in our stories, uh, mm-hmm. being taken advantage of by, by financial advisors and things of that nature, uh, talking football, talking his top five, um, mm-hmm. just everything, man. So, yeah, this was a, this was a, this was a treat. Yeah, it was a good show, man. Eddie, we appreciate you coming on. Uh, now I want to get to our three and out. Our three and out segment is about the top three topics we take from this week's episode and kind of bring them to you, bring a shed a little bit more light on the three topics. And from one, uh, number one for me was um, him going to the military academy, right? The story that yeah. he kind of, he tried to fool <clears throat> his mom into summer school and mom wasn't having it, sent him away. But the character of his mom, that she was paying the bill even when he was in the NFL for a couple of years. And of course, me and you go back and forth. We talk about this financial literacy thing because right. everybody's coming at us, including family. His own right. mom wasn't even asking him for no money when he was already in the NFL to pay his bill that he could have easily paid. So right. the character of Eddie's mom is truly amazing. And that was a great story as well. Yeah, but even prior to that, just just think about the the, the peer pressure that got him at in into summer school. The, the right. well, actually the peer pressure of him obviously going, yeah, he manipulated his mom to yeah. go there, and then the peer pressure got his ass in trouble because they they done told him let's go do this, and then he done skipped. He fell he done for it. The rest of the semester done failed or what have you. Oh my gosh, yeah. you're gonna kill Eddie. <laughs> hey, you, you better get to Virginia. If you live in this house, I'm putting hands on you. <laughs> yeah. So shoot. Okay. Um, so yeah, go to number two. Number two, um, again, uh, the him still helping out entrepreneurs and young athletes in the in oh the yeah, business. yeah. Establishing his own wealth uh, management company. He goes back mm-hmm. to uh, his alma mater, um, yeah, to get some education, and then mm-hmm. he gets his MBA. Uh, understanding obviously the pitfalls and the heartaches uh, of what it's like to be taken advantage of. Uh, again, he felt compelled to go back, get his education and and use this degree and set mm-hmm. up a wealth management company to help uh, young guys go, uh, coming into the league. And outside of that, uh, to, to help with the, their financial portfolio and kind of educate them on the process of what they need to do uh, to really kind of keep eyes on the eyes that are managing uh, their, their finances. So, um, that's that's uh, of all the things that we talked about. I think that was probably like the most important uh, thing that he shared. Absolutely. Yeah. Financial literacy in this space is very important, as you know. Um, I think the third thing that I took away was, uh, of course, you know, him being the big, bulky uh, tailback at 6'3", 240 pounds. And then he goes and puts on a tutu and and, and <laughs> not literally puts it on, but the image of him being that big and still I'm going to learn ballet. I'm sure when he went in there with, um, you know, some some younger females who are probably 4'11", you know, 100 pounds (laughs) and looking at this gigantic dude in my class, you know, I'm sure that hilarious. But for him to go and do that and be that serious about honing into his craft, like that's what he had to do. He did it. And of course, as you know, it worked out because he had a great career. Yeah, I mean, you think about, you know, all really the skill positions, um, there's an element of balance that comes uh, comes with that. And especially for a running back who obviously, you know, the wear and tear on the body, uh, the pounding that they take. And just, I mean, I can't imagine, like I said, going through the A gap, the B gap, C gap, and taking those licks from mm-hmm. linebackers in, you having to take those licks, stay on balance, you know, keep your balance. And then 
Now you got a safety um, barreling down on you. And then you have now, obviously, like I said, regain your balance and, and do what you do. You either, you know, go take them head on, uh, be a punisher, be a bruiser. Or, like I said, his, his ballet comes into play, uh, gets off balance a little bit. And then, like I said, they do their thing. So that's, uh, like I said, I know I couldn't have played running back. It was already enough. It was nerve wracking just to be a receiver and try to kiss the ball over the middle. So I can't imagine having to go through the line, take a couple of hits, and then got to take a couple more hits, bro. That's a headache. That's man. That's funny. Hats I, I, st- I started York. my my career as a running back. I was a running back all the way till my tenth grade year, where I switched to quarterback in football. So yeah, oh, wow. I, yeah, that, that's what makes me the better athlete. But anyway, ladies and gentlemen, there you have it. I'm Get Your Popcorn Ready podcast. Thank you for tuning in. And thank you, special guest, Eddie George. Appreciate it. Don't forget to subscribe on the Himalaya app or ever get your podcast. No doubt. Get your popcorn ready, baby. Where it's commercial-free podcast episodes and guaranteed to have some great laughs. And if you want to see the video version of this, definitely go to you youtube.com slash Tara Lawrence and hey everybody happy Christmas and Merry New Year Yay! peace <laughs> <laughs>